Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Path Podcast. This is episode 46. We're glad that you have decided to join us. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And today we are going to recap Judges chapter 10. Um, And we're going to, just to kind of let you in on what's happening, over the next few weeks, we're just going to be doing shorter episodes and recapping what we've talked about each week. And uh, and then looking at um, taking a little bit of time off for the summer uh, and then coming back strong in the fall. So um, enjoy these last few episodes of season three. It's crazy that, that we're already here at that point. Yeah. So, um, But uh, as you know, yesterday I preached. And so Derek is going to take over the interview uh, responsibilities for this episode. And uh, we'll go from there. Yes. And I am thankful that um, you are willing but also want to and feel led to speak i'm glad to have that on the team so it gives me a break although yesterday i didn't take a break yeah uh (laughs) allison and i gave roger and christy a break downstairs so Mm -hmm. um so help me and help us find that thing um that we need to hold on to. And may, maybe you might want to do like a quick summary yeah. first. But then lead, if you can, lead us to that point where it's like, what do we need to walk into this week holding on to about God, about our you know our, our need for Him? And mm-hmm. What are those things that are going to sustain us this week in our relationship with the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, Judges 10 is another, it's another interesting chapter. I feel like, I feel like we almost say that every week, but, but I think it's only going to get more. It's only going to get more and more interesting. That's true. But um, uh, chapter 10 specifically is this inter- interesting chapter because as you come you come out of chapter 9 and you have all the craziness that went on with Abimelech being in charge and he was just power hungry and did evil things in the sight of God. And um, God in his grace gives us this moment, a very brief moment to catch our breath and and it's, uh, you know, we talked about, like, it's, it's sort of like an intermission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have, like, these first five chapters where they're coming off of turmoil and idolatry and um, just craziness and leadership with Abimelech. And then you have these two guys named Tola and Jair. And they're two, the two of them uh, together comp, uh, comprise 45 years of history. And they get five verses total, not five verses each, five verses total. So it's like two for Tola and three for Jair. And um, and you get this this moment where God says, and then after, where it says, and then after Abimelech, Tola came and he saved the people. Uh, and they lived in peace for 22 years. And then uh, Jair comes along. He's given the gift of peace from Tola. And Jair just continues that peace for another 22 years. And um, so you have this 45-year period where it's just things are peaceful, and you can just kind of go, oh, my gosh. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, my gosh, let me catch my breath for a second. And it's good that God gives us that because in verse 6 of chapter 10, you dive right back into craziness mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, you, I mean, I think by now we all know the pattern that, um, things are good, the people stray away, things get bad, the people cry out to God, God saves them, things are good, the people stray away. And so it's this, this just cycle that we're going through in the book of Judges. And we come to this real pivotal point in Judges 10 where God is fed up with it. Um, and the people, they, tur- they turn away faster and harder than they ever have before because they, they do turn back to the Canaanite gods, but then they're like, 
people of Sidon, you guys got some gods? We'll take those too. People of Syria, you got some gods? We'll take them. You got some gods in Phil- in uh, Philistia? Yeah, we'll take those too. Let's just we'll, we'll take all of those idols. Let, let us let us have all of them. And um, and they completely forget God again. And then of course things go bad for the Israelites because they've turned away from God. And the actual the the countries that are the uh, the other people groups that they get these gods from actually become their oppressors. And so it's this weird thing where we talked about yesterday, you know, that idolatry leads to enslavement. And it um, literally leads to enslavement for the Israelites, but it's the same in our life too, that if we uh, idolize anything, it becomes the thing that we give all of our energy to. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether that's power or money or another person or a job or whatever it is, it becomes the thing that you pour... Um, your life into you know um, last week you had talked about how the the object of our desires becomes the object of our worship mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's true for anything mm-hmm. not just not just God although hopefully that's where we land but um, that's true for anything that whatever we desire with our heart the most is the thing that we give the most energy and time to mm-hmm. and then we for all intents and purposes become enslaved to that thing mm-hmm. because it, it, I must have more of that thing therefore I must give more energy to that thing and I need more of it and you're enslaved to it um, and, and at that point you see the people of God cry out to him and he says you know what no I'm done with this why don't why don't you go back? Why don't you go ask all those gods that you guys got? Why don't you go see if they'll help you? Because I'm done with this. I'm not going to help you anymore. Um, and and to me, it's one of the saddest passages in all of Scripture where God is just fed up with His people, and He's like, "No, nah, I'm I'm done with this. I'm so sick of this cycle." Um, and in fact, the the thing that um, that is so sad is that. The, the strongest show of repentance in all the book of Judges is in chapter 10, where the people say, God says, no, I'm not going to save you anymore. And they say, well, oh, okay, hold on. Look, look, let's, we'll get rid of all the foreign gods. They go, they tear down all the idols. They tear, they tear it all down and move it all out of the country. And they repent and start serving God again. And it doesn't say, God doesn't forgive them and, and heal the land. He, it says that God grows weary of their misery. And, and so it's not that God says, okay, I forgive you. Let me make things right again. God says, I am so sick of this. Let's mm-hmm. just, let's move on is basically what God says. And, um, and, and you know, you'll have the opportunity in, in the next couple of weeks to talk about how God does eventually answer their prayer and, and heal them. But how sad that the people of God have gotten so far away from God that it almost seems... It almost seems wrong to call them the people of God anymore. Mm-hmm. They they are the people of the other gods now. Yeah. Um, and so the thing I think for us to hold on to in all of that is that we desperately need our Savior, desperately. Um, and that the way that that plays itself out every single day. That um, in order for us to get through today, we need Jesus. In order for us to get through the good times in life, we need Jesus. In order for us to get through the most difficult times in life, we need Jesus. And he is the only one who is able to get us through those, through those, or through any day. Um, and so for us to think that if I just get that raise, I can get through this day. You've made money, you're, you're idle there. If I can just have this relationship with that person, things will be good. You've made that relationship an idol. 
If I can just do whatever, fill in the blank, you have made that thing an idol. And idolatry is always going to lead to darkness, to enslavement, to difficulty in your life. Uh, and so just like we talked about at the end of the service yesterday, um, when we are faced with the consequences of our sin, um, because we're going to sin, let, let's go ahead and put that out there, we're going to sin. When we're faced with those consequences, it can be overwhelming and not can be, it is overwhelming. And, um, and that is when we need Jesus and we have to fall on his grace and mercy and plead, God, please save me, forgive me for what I've done. Um, and, and while that may seem heavy, um, it, that, that's something that we have to do, not just in the darkest moments, but it's every day. God, forgive me for the tiny things I did wrong. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. Because um, I think one of the things that we lose sight of, and, and the Israelites lost sight of this too, they lost sight of how big and holy God is. That God did not give suggestions for them. He gave them ten commandments. And they were not um, negotiable. They were, this is a command. I'm telling you to do it. I expect you to do it. And the Israelites just poo-pooed on that and, and turned away from it. And God was right to be frustrated. God was right to be um, fed up with it. And so I think we need to have a proper view of how much we need Jesus, even the tiniest little thing that we might, well, that we think in our mind is the tiniest little thing is a, is an affront to God. It's rebellion against God for us to sin. And, um, we need to fall on God's grace in order to, to overcome that. As you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, we, two weeks ago, you know, what we desire mm-hmm. leads to what we worship. Yeah. Right? And then this is the next step, right? Yeah. What we've worshiped becomes what um, binds us in chains, yeah. oppresses us, yeah, or whatever. And that's the example of, mm-hmm. of these people, the, the people, you know, the people of Israel who were God's people and now are the you know people of Baal, the people of yeah. all the gods of Sidon, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. They worshipped those gods instead of God, yeah. right? Because in Abimelech we, uh, and Gideon, we see them trading covenants, right? Covenant with God to covenant, covenant now with Baal. Yeah. Now they're like, that's not even good enough. Let's add some more. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like they were looking for the thing they needed in the wrong places, right. right? Yeah. And so I think that's conversely. Think about it this way. This is this is what kind of just occurred to me. Um, Conversely, our relationship with God, in similar ways, should be should be similar. Number one, it doesn't depend on, you know, our efforts, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you talk about our need for Christ, yeah. you know, someone to truly deliver us out of all this. But now that we are Christians, if we want to, um, you know, be what God wants us to be, we we need to desire. Mm-hmm the Lord yeah desire relationship with him it's not a matter of you know I've got to do all these right things yeah. for God to love me no 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 Christ loved us in spite of us for God, for while we were sinners Christ died for us mm-hmm. uh, Romans. Uh, Romans 5 8 uh, so we desire him mm-hmm. leads us to worship him right we worship him and we're not enslaved to him but we are fully um given over to his rule and reign in our life. Right. So what is negatively represented in these mm-hmm. in these two chapters, chapters 9 and 10, give us 
an idea of what could be the converse, what could be flipped yeah. over on its head when Christ is at the center of our life, when yeah. his change has saved us and the Spirit is working in our lives, that we now desire. And so just like they fueled their desire with uh, more gods, more <clears throat> idols, more um, idolatry, more, you know, mm-hmm. get more, 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 we fuel our desire for the Lord by spending time with him, praying yeah. to him, reading his word, being there with his people, you know, pointing mm-hmm. each other to him. Uh, and and leads us to worship him more and more and more, and then leads us to to full surrender to him. Yeah. Absolutely. So the the converse is true. Yeah, so, you're exactly yeah. right. I mean, we, you know, we ask the question, what what happens when God's people become their own worst enemy? Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that in that while while God gives God gives the people of Israel uh, in Tola and Jair, it's that this is how it can be. Like, if you'll desire me mm-hmm. more than anything else, this is how good it could be. Yes. Here's 45 years of peace yeah. and and goodness and me showering you with my love. And this is how it can be. And mm-hmm. God's people say, yeah, but we're going to desire this more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they become their own worst enemy in that they are... Um, it's like uh, what's the what's the saying? Don't don't bite the hand that feeds you, kind mm-hmm, of thing, mm-hmm, and, or mm-hmm. whatever. And they say that um, you know they they look at God and say, yeah, that's great and all, and this has been forty five years of peace, but we want to be like them and we want to do that and we desire those things more than we desire you. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know that I don't know that there's something that is more offensive to God mm-hmm. than for for his people to reject him mm-hmm. uh, and to desire something else more than him. And so um, you're right that there is this, this is a negative example of what it's like to desire something. Mm -hmm. Uh, That when we desire God more than anything else, when he is the thing that we're chasing after, when he's the thing that we're pouring all of our energy into, God God has shown us several times in the book of Judges, this is how it can be. If you'll just do what I asked you to do, Mm -hmm. if you'll desire me more than you desire the trinkets that you keep around you, it can things can go well, mm-hmm. um, but if you desire other things more than me, they're not going to go well for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you would think, um, and granted, I know we're talking about generations here that we've talked that we've covered in these um, in these ten chapters, but um, it, you would think that the people of Israel, the people of God, you would think that they would know that, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe they do, but they're so blinded by their selfishness and their their other desires that they miss how good God is mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately that's something that can still happen to us today oh, we yeah. get so blinded by again fill in the blank with whatever thing you get so blinded by it that you lose sight of how good God is mm-hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden you look up and you find yourself so far from him that it seems like there's no way back mm-hmm. um, but um, just like we read yesterday Romans 5 that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That mm-hmm. when we were running away from him, mm-hmm. he ran toward us and, and saved us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thank God for his grace and mercy that mm-hmm. even when we were in outright rebellion against him, he he chose to show his love to us. Um, and that, what, what incredible mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Again, we've said this before on this podcast. God, God is under no obligation to save us. Mm. He does it because he loves us. And I think when, when you come to that understanding that God loves you, God loves me, not because of me and not because of you. God loves 
us because of himself. Mm-hmm. He chooses to love us. Um, and there's nothing in Jason Arrowwood that God looks at and goes, okay, I like that. Well, I'm going to love that one. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in anyone that God looks at and goes, oh, that one's worthy of my love. Because mm-hmm. um, we're being honest, none of us are worthy, but Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus. And and um, when we when we cling on that, when that becomes the thing that we desire more than anything else in our lives, <clears throat> please don't hear me saying that if you'll just love Jesus, everything will be great. Because yeah. that's not what the Bible teaches us. But... It's, the Bible does teach us that if we'll just love Jesus with all of our hearts, then um, no matter what we face in life, we can work through it because God is with us. Right. Because God is with us. And so um, a weird chapter in the book of Judges, uh, again, that um, that really at the end of that chapter, it leaves at a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. very much a cliffhanger because, you know, the people of Israel are like... Um, there's a battle about to happen here, but usually there's somebody here to lead us, and nobody's here right now. Yeah. So what do we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you'll get to talk about that next week. Yeah, but, of who of what what happens. So, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for yeah. um, tuning in. We'd love to hear from you. We mm-hmm. want to hear, um, you know, how how is God moving in your <laughs> life? Um, you know, what are you, what is God showing you in this series? You know, what yeah. did, what did you see? Maybe that you had never really thought about before. We'd love to hear that. And you can connect with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the, the best way you can do it is just email the path at LaFayettefirst.life. Mm-hmm. So that, that comes directly to both of us. We'd love to respond and connect with you uh, through that and see how God is working in your life. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we, uh, next time, we'll continue on. I'm Derek. And I am Jake. And we will continue down the path with you next time.